so much in that scripture in so many different ways that, that we could go and we could talk about worship and what true worship means. We could talk about living water welling up, but I want to focus in on something a little different. I want to focus in on the idea of a conversation. When is the last time you had a good conversation? You know what I'm talking about? Like the one where you sit down and you talk, and like we talked a couple weeks ago, you sit a spell, and you hang out, and you share ideas and thoughts, and you say what you think, and they say what they think, um, what they think, and, and it's, I think sometimes now we are too quick to just shout out what we want to say and then close our ears. Scripture says, be, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now, there are some times when one-way communication is great. Right now, this is one-way communication. We're, we're, we're not sitting down having a whole conversation. You may give a little bit of feedback, but, but I'm kind of telling you what I think. Or if you're on radio or TV or uh, you have a podcast or whatever that is, like you have a message and you want to get that message out, uh, and they're called broadcast uh, because that's what happens. You have an idea, you have a thought, you have something you want to say, and you broadcast that to everyone to hear. What we believe, what we think, what we are like. We want to, we want to say it and that's it. But I think sometimes we can carry that broadcast mentality into our everyday lives. Sometimes we take that idea of this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I think, and we turn on the knob, whether that is a tel telephone, or whether that is a Facebook post, or whether that is just running into someone in the hall. And we put forth what we want to say, and then we stop listening. Sometimes I think we can listen at people and not to people. Sometimes we, we come with, to a conversation with this pre-written list of things we want to say. Or we come to those pre-made things that, that is in our head that we're not going to change. And our head is filled with our own thoughts and our own ideas. And we, we just say those things. We listen at people. But do we actually hear what they're going to say? Sometimes we talk at people, but not to people. Have you ever had that conversation? You walk up to somebody and you say hi, and then you get five minutes of just uninterrupted. Don't look at anybody. You get five minutes of uninterrupted what they're thinking, what they're going, what they're doing. I think it's uh, uh, Gulliver's Travels, I think, is, is the book. And there, there's a, a, a group of it's horses, um, and I have not read through the entire book, so, so I need to do that. But I was struck by something somebody said, is that they have this habit of, Whenever they meet, this species, when they meet, they spend a moment in silence. How many times your conversations are starting from down the hallway and talking, both of you talking the entire way to when you meet? But what would it look like if you sat and said and considered body, body language or facial uh, language or just thought about, hey, what has this person gone through? The Bible has many accounts where Jesus preaches to people, to crowds at one time. And we've seen in several of our passages where this has happened. But the other thing that we've seen in the past couple of weeks is Jesus sitting down and having conversations. 
And I think we're, if we're going to live like Jesus, if we're going to live the love, we need to follow that example. In today's scripture, Jesus is on a journey from Judea to Galilee, and he go through, goes through Samaria. Now, I don't have time to go into all the history of why this wasn't a good idea, but the Samaritans and Jews did not get along. It has to do with a lot of old history, but even those old histories just kind of built and built and built into you don't hang out with them. And this woman comes up, and this woman is an outcast in her own society. We're not completely sure why, but the scripture tells us she's had many husbands. Uh, and the fact that she is coming in the middle of the day tells us that she doesn't want to be around anybody else. She may not be allowed to be around anybody else. She comes in the heat of the day. If you're going to go get water, you go in the morning when it's cool with everybody else. But so being a Samaritan woman who's outcast from her own town and shouldn't get along with Jews in the first place, sits down and comes, approaches Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He walks off and says, get away from me. No. Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus, being, being a good Jew, probably should have. Probably should have avoided. But he breaks all the social rules. He goes against what the religious people say he is supposed to do. And he starts off a conversation with someone, else, with someone who everybody else says he shouldn't even give the time of day to. I think that if we want to live like Jesus, if we want to live the love, we need to talk to people that no one else talks to. And I'm not talking preaching at them, I'm talking about talking to them. What would it look like if you invited someone for a cup of coffee that you had nothing in common with, and you said, hey, let's go talk. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. Let me buy you lunch. Let's sit down. And you weren't worried about other people seeing you. You weren't worried about what people thought. You just said, I know, I know somebody, and I want to talk to you. And I want to hear your story. I want to hear what you think. I think that would look like Jesus. Are we willing to lay down our pride, our status, and our reputation and be seen having conversations with people who don't believe the same way we do, don't live the same way we do, don't think the same things we think, but just need to be seen and known for who they are? Beloved children made in the image of God. So I think first, living like Jesus means hanging out with people we're not supposed to. And after Jesus starts his conversation, he asks for a drink. And she's surprised because even she knows that this conversation shouldn't be happening. He shouldn't be talking to her. And so they have this talk. And here's what he doesn't do. He doesn't just preach at her. He doesn't just tell her what he thinks. He doesn't condemn her. He asks her questions. Jesus says, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. Where can you get this water? Are you greater than our father Joseph? Jesus says, whoever drinks of this water will never be thirsty again. Whoever drinks of the water I give will never be thirsty again. You see, Jesus knows the answer. He knows what's right. He knows 
what he's supposed to say, but he doesn't just say, here's what, here's what is true and I'm right and you are wrong for not believing. He tells her about living water. It, she's talking about him not having a bucket. She asks questions. He asks questions. He guides her to the answer and he's giving her grace to work it out. Loving like Jesus may mean knowing the answer, knowing you are right, but helping someone find it on their own and offering grace and space while they do. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty again, and I won't have to keep coming here to draw water. And he said, Go call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband. He said, You're right, you've had five. And the fact is, and we don't know why, right? We, we, we don't know the story. We don't know what, if there's a widow. We don't know what the reason is. But here's what we do know. Jesus knew her. She, he says, she says, sir, I can see you're a prophet. And then she talks about worship. She talks about, about the fact that, that they're arguing over where they should worship. And Jesus said, there comes a time when we will all worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. When he comes, I'll explain everything to us. You see, she knew about the Messiah. She knew about what was supposed to come. She knew who was coming. She had read. She had learned. But here she meets him. I think loving like Jesus means speaking the truth. He didn't hold back. He didn't tell her he told her that he was the Messiah. Jesus declares, I am he. And the disciples come back, and they're surprised to find him talking with a woman, a Samaritan woman, but no one said, I think they probably learned by this point, he's going to do things that surprise us. No one says, no one said, what do you want or why are you talking with her? And then leaving her water jar, she went back and said to the people, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. She started off avoiding people because of who she was. And she left going back to that same town and telling everyone who he was. When you love like Jesus, you will see lives changed. This woman went from someone who avoided everyone she knew and she met Jesus and he changed her life. She forgot who she was and left it behind because she found out who she is in Christ. Her life was changed because Jesus didn't care who everyone said she was. He took time to talk to her and help her to see who she was and what was true. Conversations are tough. It's much easier for us to say, here's what I think, and if you don't think that, then I'm going to delete you as a Facebook friend. I laugh because it's true. It's happened. Or, or, or that may be extreme. You just click unfriend, but don't un or unfollow, but don't unfriend, right? It's much easier for us to, to say what we think and walk away. Or to say what we think and, and not listen. But what happens when we sit and have a conversation and go, what do you think? 
he, he, here's where I see where, like he talked with her, they saw the same things. They talked about water. They talked about being thirsty. They talked about worship. And Jesus said, what if you look at it like this? He didn't discount her. He affirmed her. And he guided the conversation. It's easy just to post whatever we want to say and, and, and just go on. But what if we're not called to what's easy? Maybe we're called to take time to sit down and ask someone how they're doing and really mean it. What's harder? Maybe when someone asks us how we are doing, we should sit down and tell them. It's so easy for us to say, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's good. It's all good. But what if we actually had a conversation and said, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm dealing with. Uh, maybe we're called to let someone know they won't be dismissed or canceled just because they don't see the same things that we do. That we are willing to speak the truth but offer grace as they discover and work that out. Maybe we are to commit to walk along with people through their doubts, to ask questions and challenge them and be with them there along the way. Maybe that's what it means to tell others about Jesus, is to introduce them to the best conversation they will ever have, and the one who holds all the answers there is looking for. Maybe that's what it means to live the love. Thank you.